Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oh my, please stay home, us. Please stay home. It's okay to be alone. Please stay home. Oh God, please stay home. Mom. Please stay home. It's okay to be alone. Please stay home. Welcome to Churros, everybody. Please stay home. Up. If you need to go to Mercadona, go to Mercadona. If you live in Barcelona, there's no toilet paper. And then he's on up. Put a stem bit. This churros episode brought to you by... The lovely group, Stay Homas, from right here from Barcelona. Three fantastic musicians that during the confinement period became, I mean, they blew up. They blew up. They went worldwide famous all over the world with that song. It went viral. And like I said, they're touring now. They're selling out shows worldwide all over the world. And I'm meeting them tomorrow. Uh, I have the great pleasure to be filming them with them, an episode of Blue and Red. I'm very excited for it. And that's why I'm doing the intro, because that has me happy. That has me excited. Kian insisted on me doing the intro. And I said, I'll do the intro, but it's not going to be rolling off many churros, because quite frankly, when it comes to Barca's first team, the man, the the, 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 the Barca man first team, there's not a whole lot to be cheering about. But there is, of course, about many other of the sections of Barcelona, Barca is a multi-deportivo, right? A, a club with many sporting sections and divisions. Um, congratulations to the Barca women team for winning the very first Champions League. Uh, the club's very first Champions League, of course, beating Chelsea in the final 4-0 is an absolute, uh, I mean, spectacle of the first half in particular and uh, just dominated from beginning to end. I watched it. I truly enjoyed it. 
Um, so congratulations. Barca now the, the only club in the world to have both won the Champions League men's division and the women's division. So congratulations to the club. Uh, too bad also, Kian, for Barca B and Castilla, for that matter. Both teams didn't qualify. I watched that as well. That's the beautiful thing to, to, to be... Rodriguez, de Rodriguez. Here, it's uh, you say when you're alone, when your wife is gone, your family is gone. Estoy de Rodriguez, and uh, it's it's been an, just a joy, pleasure to be able to watch some a lot of football, and uh, we're here to talk about that, and of course the the, the men's football as well, because it's been <laughs> quite something in La Liga. Hay Liga todavía. There's still league to to fight and play for, in particular for Real Madrid and Atlético de Madrid, the league leaders. There still is Kian. There still is and teams that are fighting for relegation, in fact, and or teams fighting for Europe. In that case, it couldn't be a finish, better finish for that matter, a photo finish between Atletico, Real Madrid, and Valladolid, who are fighting for their lives, and Villarreal, who are fighting for Europe before the Europa League final. I think that's good enough of an intro for me, Kian. Join me. That was the intro? Oh, this madness. God. That was still the intro. Oh, my God. <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo, I, it's... I don't have many people to talk to. I'm all alone in this in this apartment, you know. So you're the first person for, uh, I speak to in a week for no one to, no one to talk to. Uh, listen, my intro. This I'll just tell you my intro. What it would have been like. Welcome to the Churros y Tacticas podcast. That's it. That's all I got. Um, I just think yeah. that there wasn't there wasn't much to celebrate. Listen, oh, you're still in it, man. You're still in it. It's it's really look. If we win La Liga now, you were leading the league at some point. I was I was on the party. edge of my fucking seat, going no, no. But the so one happy. saving grace was Barca obviously losing and uh, things Longley <laughs> and Ter Stegen doing whatever they were doing. You know, so there was a period like before Suarez scores the winning goal for Atletico. It was just, you couldn't write a better script for us, Maravistas, man. Like, it was just, everything was happening well, for us. We had Longley and Ter Stegen doing just weird things in the Barca game. You had Messi rushing off to the tunnel, like, because, and then Kuman saying Messi is alone in attack. And then you had Suarez missing 300 bajillion chances in the athletic game. You had Osasuna yeah. scoring. You had um, Nacho scoring in, the, in our game against Athletic. And then Luis Suarez. And the, well, first of all, uh, was it Correa who scores the, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the finishes the pass from Jao Felix and then the Luis Suarez Beautiful. goal? And it's just like, ugh, sunk. And Beautiful. it's the hope that kills you. You know, it wouldn't have been as devastating if we weren't riding that little emotional high. But hey, maybe that's what makes this sport so beautiful. It was a crazy weekend in La Liga. And look, uh, as you correctly mentioned, um, Barca women's team. Wait, sorry, it wasn't Correa. It was it was Lodi. Lodi who scored the two. Sorry, Lodi. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, I got that one wrong. Um, <laughs> what is is that a Nerf gun? I just want to make sure I'm not agreeing and correcting you. That's why. I I got Nerf guns from my so kids. You know I'm listening. I got Nerf guns from my oh. kids, and uh, yeah. I only realized. Are, don't you think they're too small? I realized after <laughs> I sh- I fired it off. They're like, oh shit! My kids are way too small for this. They can't even pull the trigger. And uh, these Nerf guns are way more powerful now than they were when we were kids. So um, they're they're like, basically like proper powerful. They're literally guns at this point. They're just so. But what is this? I am super pissed off with this. So I got my son a Nerf gun for Christmas, uh, although we didn't give it until 
his birthday because my wife refused. I came home with not one but two Nerf guns because I said, well, oh, he can't be playing with it alone. His pops is going to need one to play with him or his right. friend. So I got two Nerf guns. They're massive. And my wife was like, no, that's we're not giving him those. And, I, and then so I dragged it out until his birthday. And yeah, they're powerful. But he's right now at the age where he can just about cock it. And then, you know, he's he's all right, though. He's not he's not too. I'm more fanatic about the guns than he is. So I just want to say before we get too much deeper into this uh, topic that um, had Barca, had Real, let's put it this way, had Atletico lost on the weekend and Real Madrid won, I still would have pushed you to do the intro because I also watched that, champ- I would have, I, listen to me, I watched that Women's Champions League final between Barca and Chelsea oh. and I was blown away by, by Barca's um, performance. So um, just an incredible, they are the saving grace of Barcelona right now. Incredible performance. They just toyed with Chelsea, who had no idea what yeah. to do with them, mostly in that first. I actually, I, I, I didn't watch the second half as close because I started to record a podcast at that time. But the first half was just uh, an annihilation. And uh, you guys should be very proud of that. Listen, we are. And 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 uh, I've been lucky enough to uh, at least keep up to date with the women's team because, you know, producing the news for Barca, you're obviously on top of uh, all of the, the sections and everything. Um, but quite honestly, I should have also maybe watched them more. Like, uh, they have been a team that has been dominating the Spanish league, dominating their opponents to a point where even, you know, it's, it's, they're being asked in press conferences, like, uh, don't you want more competition in the league? And, and, or, or do you feel that you should be playing against better opposition in the league? But because it's just every week, they, every uh, match, they, excuse me, it's just an annihilation. Uh, sheer another domination in the goal scoring fest and that was the only doubt was whether this team when it would face uh, uh, tougher you know sturdier opposition and the likes of PSG Man City uh, Chelsea Bayern or Wolfsburg rather um, in the Champions League if they could actually compete with that and they have like they've they've defeated uh, some some you know Lyon or they didn't have to defeat Lyon this time but PSG City uh PSV as well and the team from Sweden which I can't remember but in, in, they've been in, in, you know, cruise mode, as in just convincingly beating their opposition and playing very interesting. Ulysses Cortes, uh, the coach, he's got uh, a Barca-like style of football that we're, again, you, when they talk about how Barca have a style of football, it's true. They have this, uh, you know, passing, moving type game that is just, it's a joy to watch when it, uh, it's played at perfection. And, and you see with Garcia Pimienta as well, you know, with the B team and the, and lower categories. And it's, um, look, it's, it's, it's great. It's great. And uh, so I know one of our patrons mentioned that it was a shame that we didn't talk about it on uh, the Friday podcast. And uh, she's right. Uh, we, it, it slipped my mind, honestly. And, and the other thing is, is I, Kian, I, this is honestly, and this is, I, I don't feel necessarily good about saying this, but this was the first full women's match no that's not true i saw one woman's match before i haven't watched a lot of women's football that's probably why it didn't come up because it's not on my top you know uh top of my mind uh and and i watched this this one from beginning to end and i enjoyed it it was a great match uh i actually would like to read that comment because i think it's worth reading so island girl our patron says hi guys i just listened to the podcast and she's referring to the friday podcast thank you very much but I have just a quick comment, especially directed at Diego. You guys won the league and are in the Champions League final. 
the first one without Leon since 2015 and not one word. At this rate, it is no wonder women's football is not progressing when the fans and supporters don't even support that side in one of the greatest moments. And this Barca team rocks. But good, you talked about the B team. Forgive me, but I find it very frustrating. Maybe mention the results and the game in the next one, especially if they win the Champions League, even in just in passing. Thank you. Um, you're right. No excuses. I actually uh, feel a bit embarrassed about that because we did spend so much time talking about uh, the Sunday game. So we will try to, to do better. I will say like um, that I'm, I'm, I'd like to try to commit more to um, to watching the women's football next season too, including Real Madrid Feminita, who have somehow managed to get second place now in, in the league, which is quite an accomplishment given that, you know, this club was only purchased uh like a couple years ago and i can see diego starting to get a little bit uh almost i don't know what's the word what's your emotion right now you feel a little bit kind of annoyed that i've i've shoehorned real madrid feminino into this discussion about women's football because you're like what real madrid feminino second place no the thing that i was thinking was like i just find it funny how you could literally buy a team and just go you're mine now let's go uh you're king. You're not Real Madrid. Pray under this umbrella. What what I find more interesting is the other the the second Madrid team in Madrid, which mm-hmm. were also play. They play blank. They play in white, and yeah. it was founded by a guy uh, who's a big Real Madrid supporter, socio as well. And his girl or his girl, his daughter wanted yeah. uh, to play football. Like wanted to play football, and he said, "Maybe I'm gonna buy you a team, and you can play on that team." And he started Real Madrid. Uh, and it's called uh, not Real Madrid, obviously, but it's it's it, it, it's like or what is it called? Shit, I don't know. I need to look it up. Uh, but anyway, they play in white. It looks like they are the, the Real Madrid, and they are like the sec the poor man's Real Madrid, let's say. Well, they they initially wore white to basically copy Real Madrid because they're they all they're, they're Real Madrid fans. You know, there was their way to pay tribute to Real Madrid, and they were the ones that a lot of people speculated would be the ones bought and not Tacon. Um, so right, but right, so uh, you know the one I'm referring to. Yeah, of course. Yeah, either way, um, <laughs> Real Madrid Feminino have uh, already surpassed them. I guess that's what money can do, and they've signed a lot of good players. I am thankful yeah. because you know, with 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 my schedule, and I know with your schedule, working with Barca as well, and doing this podcast, and you know, I I'm basically responsible for for watching not only Real Madrid and and uh, a lot of Castilla, but also all of the players on loan, which include a lot of teams around Europe. I am thankful for a lot of the people who cover women's football um, so that I can kind of keep up to tab with it. But either way, I was uh, thoroughly impressed with Barca in that uh, Champions League final. It was a one-way show. And uh, Jenny Hermoso, Mertens, badasses, man. Complete badasses. Um, Which really a testament to how crazy that Sunday was because crack of dawn was the playoffs. So Barca B played. So... um, the Castilla game also, which I think we was at the same time, was completely heartbreaking for me that they they lost they lost that, and well drew. Yeah, but I watched eliminated. that too. Did you watch that too? I watched, but I had everything going, man. I'm like I was like full on sport uh, for the whole weekend. It was great, and I gotta tell you, uh, I, I feel that Real Madrid was or uh, Castilla rather got hard done by. They they really got some bad calls not going their way. Wow, and put I this on pissed. record. Yeah, put it on record. Put that on wax. No, no, <laughs> no, classico and segunda, unfortunately, next season. Yeah, and uh, would have been fun. And then, the, and then the Barca game. Did you see the Barca game? No, 
like it was the worst penalty, the tanda de penalties, the first worst penalty shootout I've probably seen in my life. Like it, it went to like not 16 penalties, but at least uh, what is it's five and five at least five four. It says on Google. Huh? They won no, five, five four? four, but I'm saying they, they went to almost like, you know, 10 or 12 penalties or something. Oh, really? They took so many penalties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were so many misses, so many misses. It was so, crazy. Also, this points to a very, very confusing, like just rules that La Liga has for promotion, because we talked about this on the Sunday night podcast with the Castilla group, Castilla corner mm -hmm. crew, where like Barca drew against Murcia and went to a penalty shootout. Real Madrid drew against Ibiza, but weren't allowed to go to the penalty shootout because of some yeah. seedings yeah. and stuff like just get rid of this right. nonsense. Get rid of it. I don't well, I, I I didn't even really bother finding out why. I was I was surprised by it. I was like, oh okay. <laughs> you had to do with what? seeding, basically. Yeah. Right. Um. Any uh, noteworthy? Oh, I see. Mingesa was in the was in the Barca B team. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, uh, let him play with the B team. Yeah. Zidane yeah, decision. Uh, Zidane called up both Miguel Gutierrez and Antonio Blanco, two Castilla players that uh, they could use on Sunday, but we won't go there right now. So. Diego, what did it feel like for you watching? I mean, basically because everyone played at the same time, we were all watching our own yeah. game, right? And just seeing like different screens would pop up, right? Yeah. So I was watching Real Madrid and then they would show like highlights during the feed and you were watching Barca, I assume. And uh, Ewan was probably watching the Atleti game, all that, you know, everyone was watching their own team and seeing the updates. What was that experience like for in, in your lens? Honest, I'll be really honest, man. I was out uh, with a friend catching up over gin tonics and tapas, and I had what? The, the, I had the games playing, motherfucker. Let me finish. And there were the games down, playing. Man. What is that? <laughs> this motherfucker. You listen to me. Um, I knew that that I felt this coming, and I wanted to be the pain to be soothing and pleasant, and that's why. I caught up with a with a really good friend who I haven't seen in ages, maybe like a year. And I was like, fuck it. I'm soltero. Estoy de Rodriguez. I'm single. I'm a bachelor. Gonna have be out on a beautiful Sunday afternoon and watch these games over. Yeah, some good conversation, good company. I didn't want to be at home. So uh, that's what I did. And uh, I'll tell you, man, uh, by the time all the drama unfolded, uh, when, like Bob Marley said, when the music hits you, you feel no pain. And at that point, when the goals hit me uh, from left and right, I felt <laughs> the blows were easier to take at that point. Let's put it that way. Do you understand? Uh, I'm trying to understand the Bob Marley uh, quote. When Instead music, of music, I don't know if it applies to your situation. I'm, it's, I'm, I'm metaphorically speaking. It's, I know. It's, uh, it's just. So instead of the music hitting me, where you know the goals hitting me from left and right in, in Celta, in Atletico, in Madrid first, and I was feeling you know just depression and like it was just despair and helplessness, uh, borderline depression to then uh, it almost being comical to then sheer ecstasy and joy where you're seeing my man Luis Suarez start banging him in and me become the biggest colchonero in the world. <laughs> Thank God for that. I should get whether that it's Rakitic for Sevilla. <laughs> yeah, right. Like whether it first was Rakitic and Sevilla getting that penalty, and and then um, 
you know, Luis Suarez, ex, ex, the ex-Barça boys are getting it done just to make sure that Madrid don't get their hands on this Liga uh, trophy because that would uh, be a glass of cold water in the face. Yeah, I mean, the only, the only consolation prize for us on Sunday was the fact that um, Barça, Barça beat, or Barça lost to Celta, which, you know, was on the cards in some ways, the way Celta have been playing. It but it I certainly in a good. do or die game like that, I, I would have expected Barça to take care of business, to be quite honest with you, and they didn't. Um, have you not seen us this season, Kian? Have you not been watching us play? Yeah, but, you know, I just... Uh, I count on Barca to drop some silly love. point. Count on Barca to go up on the the scoreboard and play pr- some pretty decent football to then uh, deflate and uh, again see just faces of see the trauma hit the faces of the players and remember all the bad things that have happened to them in the past and then the the ghosts from the past come hunting this team and as did Celta thanks to led by Santi Mina. So I think this episode will be less tacticas and more churros because how do you even analyze the games on Sundays? I'm not sure. I mm. I was pretty much a methodical note taker up until halftime of the Real Madrid game, maybe extended to the 60th minute. After that, it was just pure like figuring out what's going on. It's like, you know, it's like a big science lab and you have this screen and that screen and you're looking at, you know, different highlights and different emotions running through. You're not forget tacticas at that point. It's just mostly churros. But um, I wanted to know what the, because again, I, I'm pretty, with the Barca athletic games and really any game in La Liga, because they all happen at the same time, it's just a lot of reading and highlights and seeing what, you know, everyone is saying. What happened in the Barca game? And what was Ter Stegen thinking on that goal conceded? Because I've watched that a few times and I'm just not really sure why he didn't even go for that. My apologies. You didn't hear a word I said, did you? Did you? I, I, I was hearing it. I don't know if you, I wanted to unplug the headphones and because I had to put this down. It's been bothering me all this time. Uh, I, I missed the last part. Pick right. it up from the last part. I posed you a question. Uh, what was Ter Stegen thinking on the goal conceded? Why didn't he go go for that? Come on. I was confused about that. Which one? Which one? I find that ridiculous. I, I Didn't I say it last time? I said it on the last podcast. I said, I'm starting to hear people get really fucking critical with Ter Stegen. I'm just about asking that about that particular play. Piquet blocks his sight. You see him telling afterwards. Ter Stegen and Piquet exchange words. And you see Ter Stegen mimic or tell him, uh, I couldn't see the ball. You know, you were, you were, you were blocking him. I mean, if you're going to point a finger at anyone in that play, it has to be Piquet for not picking up his man much sooner and trying to, you know, some fake, some sort of coverage doing that, like... <laughs> Uh, those jumps I mean, from far away, like to 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 make it seem like you're blo- Piquet should have been him on Santimina like flies on shit. So Ter Stegen, I'm not gonna give a, a, a you know the, the the fault or the guilt here because he let that ball sl- go in when again he was blocking his sight. Piquet was blocking his sight. I feel like Piquet has been incredibly underwhelming since he came back and like almost every game he's played. We bar like a few moments in, in specific games where he's you know he's done well in certain situations, but I mean in that situation. I think PK can close Mina better, but I also like you're not as a defender, you're not constantly checking your shoulder to see if you're blocking the goalkeeper's view. I mean, that's just there's way too many things to think about. Like I, I feel like Ter Sagan could have been better positioned too, but um and that first goal was just freakish. I mean, that was, you know, uh, hits it off the crossbar or 
you know, whether that was a shot on goal or cross, and then the rebound and lands perfectly in front of the man. Yeah. The thing cool. is, it, it was it's just it's it was it's just another one of those Barca games where we dropped them, them kind of points. And um, that's all I have to say. It's it's the we're out. It was a great finish for La Liga. It was a four four horse race, four man's horse race until a few weeks ago. Then Sevilla fell off. Then until last match day or let's say two ago. Barca were still in it, the third horse. Then we fell out, and now it's the last two horses to the finish line with Atletico a little bit in front, depending on themselves. And uh, it's beautiful. Couldn't be scripted better. And I just, to God, hope that we're not going to see Real Madrid winning it. And Atletico fumble this uh, ball because they're in the end zone now. They're running. <sighs> I had a dream they're, last night, by the way. in their own hands. And I it's going to be crazy because Valladolid, <laughs> Have you been following the news on Valladolid? No, what? What do you mean? With uh, OG Ronaldo, like he wasn't there for the last game to to, to see his team fight for survival. You know where he was? <laughs> it's so classic, Ronaldo. As well. Was he the Di Stefano or something? <laughs> Just imagine, imagine, imagine a party that Perez or whatever. Huh? At a party where? Yeah, Tell pretty me. much. Okay. Well, at a, 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 on a boat in Ibiza. With this Brazilian actor like, sipping champagne, <laughs> I never looked at Ronaldo Nazario as that kind of owner who would like come be, on, like, man. Religiously your, your team going is fighting for survival. Bro. I know. I just your feel team like team is fighting for for stay. Like, do you know how 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 serious that is for a club? Money. Think of all the money, all the financial repercussions, man, of not being in the Spanish top flight, not being in La Liga Santander. Just that alone. I know. I I get it. I. I, I completely understand what you're saying. I'm just saying he never struck me as like that kind of president who would go to games. I kind of look at him as more of a Magic Johnson. You know, like when Magic Johnson was the GM of the yeah, Lakers, yeah, yeah. he really didn't want to do any work. He just wanted to like play golf and like he had like a hundred other businesses to run. He would just stop in. He was different. Not understanding his, like his what it took. His role was different. Yeah. His, his role was different. So for sure. That's yeah. Not, I just feel like Ronald Nazario wasn't like didn't buy this team to support them like that that's just kind of how that was my vibe right away with it like he's just too big of a figure probably then that's then he shouldn't have bought it because that this team doesn't need a president like an off-hands president man exactly or he should he should hire a president so that he can be a more passive owner right more an ownership yeah yeah um So anyway, so that so that, that so that is going on in Valladolid right now. So there's like internal turmoil. Uh, protesters came out and, and like a union of some sort to be like, you know, fuck this, basically. And um, I think he's coming out with a statement or he did come out with something kind of defending what he was doing because it's all posted on Instagram. Obviously. I didn't see any of this. That's and <laughs> and uh and anyway so yeah and they're 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 fighting atletico man they have to beat atletico so it's it's gonna be it's, it'll, it'll be tough for both teams i think this is this is an, a game where atletico will suffer this is not in the books man madrid have, have got a chance to uh sneak in there sneak up in there against a Villarreal again that is playing for everything and that's the cool i was happy to see that I'm like yes, they're out of the Europa League. They're playing for a spot in the Europa League. Yes, so they're they're gonna go for it. They have to. Okay, so there's a couple of things here. So 
I love you. This, like my ca- the lighting right now is is crazy, right? Or am I? Is that it just got really dark? It got really dark. But I just let's focus for a second. Um, sorry. There's sorry. A, you deviated from Barcelona, but um, that's okay. We'll, we'll circle back to them. I was. I mean, he Valladolid got destroyed by by Real Sociedad on the weekend. I think if Valladolid, if Ronaldo really wanted to apologize, the, the best way to do it would just to put his boots on and sign himself as a player and start against Atletico. Because uh, that may be our, our last chance at a, at a title here. Um, I think the fact that Valladolid are still in it is a huge thing. And I, it didn't look like they were going to be. Um, but because of other results, um, they're still in it. So if they win against Atleti, based on you know, other things that happened, I mean, they're, they're, they, could be, they could be safe. They're probably safe. Um, but it really depends on also what happens to Huesca. And uh, we know that Getafe is safe, but Huesca, um, they also would have to lose, I think. So anyways, the point is that Valladolid have a chance right now. Um, and Huesca plays against Valencia. So that's happening. The other one I think is really worth um, pointing out here is the fact that you mentioned Villarreal. I mean, that that was a really bad situation for us. And now I'm really curious to know what they're going to do because despite them winning, they actually, they are seventh and Real Betis are ahead of them based on the head, based on the head to head. And so now Villarreal, I feel like really it would be risky for them to start resting players against us and rely on Metro United game. I feel like they should probably go with full strength in both and hope that they can recuperate in those three days. That's my my humble suggestion to Unai Emery, who's a better manager than I am. I don't know, but it, it becomes interesting now uh, to see what they do in that last game against Real Madrid. But can we can we circle back to Barca for a sec? I think yeah. we could let's talk about aftermath. Uh, and I will okay. read a question from our patron Kumar. He says, hi, Kian and Diego. Hope you're doing great. What are some reinforcements Barcelona need to make position-wise when the season ends? Is it even possible with their debt? Finally, is it really time to cash, on, cash in on Messi and use that money for rebuilding? I understand he still contributes a lot offensively, but this is purely from a financial standpoint. So the reason that I'm reading this question now is because we have um, some news that Barcelona are going to take on a loan from Goldman Sachs, um, lovely people, Goldman Sachs, really nice people, completely, uh, completely, um, completely ethical group of uh, financial. Why, uh, why, what's, why the tone? What can I please the sarcasm? Why? This is sarcasm, which is great. People oh, just say, just say, no, this is I'm curious. No what, why? No sarcasm. But just say, why, why, why are you being There's sarcastic? No sarcasm. Why, why they're, they're, they're good people. They're bankers. Yeah. They're bankers. So, yeah. So, yeah, they're just good people. Yeah, everyone can. But why? Why bring up whether they're good or bad? Just tell. Just, just, just nice be, people. Be upfront about it. Goldman, be passive aggressive. Goldman himself. Be open about it. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. People can people can do their own research. Uh, so let's talk about um, that loan because that's what the point of that was. Uh, reportedly, five hundred million, and he's going to use one hundred million right off the bat to uh, pay off some. Uh, some backdated, I guess, or, or some overdue fi- uh, wages to the players, which I guess 100 million, as much as it sounds um, like an astronomical figure, I guess, uh, you know, that's those are the kind of figures we're talking about when we're talking about Barcelona wages. So um, do you want to um, 
Do you want to take this I'm question not, head I'm on? I'm not part of that. <laughs> that You're not part of the 100 salary million? salary list. <laughs> no. It doesn't trickle to Barca TV? That's not, no. Those millies don't don't reach us. Uh, so the, I wanted... The, the pack of hyena. What? I wanted to ask you about like, you know, when we're talking about aftermath and stuff like that, mm. where do you think this last loss leaves Kuman? And um, do you think he's basically, is, is there a chance he stays on? Like, what, what would you put the percentage on? Can you say that on the non-patron edition? Say, um, look, I, I think it's very hard to put a percentage on it because clearly, you know, Kumon is in a very, delic- very delicate position right now. He's come off a string of not favorable or good results which have put this team in a, you know, the situation is since it checked out of the La Liga, La Liga title race, you know, where there are so many factors, so many things to think about in this case, you know, there's not just Kuman, the coach um, who came at the hand of Bartomeu, even though that's part of it. Right. I mean, this was not Laporta's guy. Uh, not that Laporta had anybody or anybody under his wing because he never really married anybody, but this is not his guy. So we've seen other heads roll already, right, and on the board for for reasons that are that are logical. Kuman wants to put his men into place, and the sporting department is, if not the most important, one of the most crucial. Uh, the whole team depends on that. So there are options. There are options, um, options in Germany, options in Qatar, options in Manchester, each some more than others, options in Liverpool. Club's name has been kind of been thrown in the mix, but uh, they all come with a price. They all come with a risk and they all come again to reiterate the, the first point I made with a price. So keeping Kumon on is an option, which still is there on the table because he won a trophy and the club is in a, in a position where can they really afford to pay Kuman? I don't even know if Setien already got his, you know, um, money paid that, that they owed for, for like cutting the contract short. And the same would have to be done for Kuman. So I don't know how many millions we're talking about. Mourinho got 20 million from uh, Tottenham. Uh, I'm sure Barca didn't sign that kind of, kind of agreement with Kuman, you know, but he still has a year left. So I don't know. There's that, Kian. Uh, um, it's hard for me to put a percentage whether Kuman will stay or not. I think again the fact that the sporting results from uh, the results have been bad that it leaves him in a very very uh, uh, tough position where everybody's screaming for his head. Um, if you ask, you know, the general public right now, 80 percent would want a change in manager uh, in the polls that I've seen. And, uh, you know, um, I think it's, it's, there have been questionable decisions, not just from the, the coaching perspective, but also on the field. I don't think the blame, or let's say, if we're going to, if we're going to throw this, 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 you know, uh, this, this uh, mess, like if we're going to clean the sheets, right. If we're going to like uh, clean under the bed, then we might as well throw the whole bed uh, over hope, uh, I don't know how to say that in English. Uh, let's uh, let's throw the whole mess uh, o- o- over and hope. Okay, I don't even know it in Dutch. Can I can I uh, can I slide in here? 
So yeah, please slide in. I you, think, my, you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, I'm, yeah. Say, I'm saying like if Kuman goes, then there, there's got to be like six to eight players who need to go as well. And that's it. No, I was I was just going to interject that the metaphor you're trying to bring up. I think it's like oh. it's easier to build a house from scratch than it is to you know to renovate it sometimes. Mm-hmm. No, not feeling that one. Say that again. It's easier to build a house it's from scratch. Easier to build a house from, from scratch, scratch yeah. than it is to just renovate a few things sometimes. That's it. That's it. That's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. Um, Thank you. I although I don't know if you would need to buy a whole bed. Um, as an alternative to, to to washing sheets, I think that would be a little bit too dramatic. But you know, you could. I, just... I, there's a saying where you say if you're gonna clean the sheets, you might as well clean the whole bed, like under ah, the bed. Okay, clean the whole and, bed, and, and it's got like it. you flip the whole bed over, basically. Like you yeah. got to to do a proper cleaning, like an intense cleaning. Uh, but I don't know how you translate that. It's in Dutch. You don't know how you translate it in English. So right. Yeah, anyway. So um, yeah, I, I think you bring up a lot of interesting points. I mean, the financial part of it is one. Then there's a sporting aspect. And then I'm really, you know, Klopp is not going to be an option. There was that report that surfaced today. Like, if, if it was even ever going to be an option, Klopp said no, because he honors his contract with Liverpool, which is not a shock. But um, who, again, I don't think Kuman is the guy necessarily that you want to choose if you have to choose, if you can choose anyone in the world. But he's done a pretty decent job all things considered, I think there's a lot of things, mistakes he's made, a lot of flaws, a lot of, um, you know, maybe he's proven to be a little bit more versatile. We, we had all this discussion on the Friday podcast. So I don't want to rehash it, but uh, there was one, one of the reports that I everybody today. listens to the Friday pod. You can go ahead. Well, no, I mean, just the gist of it was that it could have been better. It could have been worse. And Kuman inherited a, a team basically in a dumpster fire was a lot of turmoil oh, behind yeah, the scenes. Yeah. And he, he did a lot of good. He had a phase there yeah. where he structured the defense in a way that it was actually strengthened and the team was scoring goals. He brought in, incorporated a lot of young players, even if Pooch was uh, casted aside. So he's done a lot of good mm. things. He's done a lot of bad things. It was not an easy situation to take over, right? Yes. So that, yes. that was kind of the, that's the executive summary of what we talked about on Friday. But uh, mm. there was a report today that Messi is one of the players who like has, responded well to Kuman and actually seems to enjoy having around. I mean, and if Messi approves of you, that's huge. If that's true. Um, the other thing I wanted to say, this is kind of, and, and by the way, I think out of all the names, like if I, if you had to choose between Xavi and Pimienta, for example, um, it's gotta be somebody like Pimienta because at least um, he has the Barca B experience and they're playing well under him as far as I know. And again, I don't watch Barca B, but as far as I know, he has like a lot of the, the principles and the, the DNA that you guys look for. Not that Xavi doesn't, but you know, Pimenta is doing a good job at Barca B. So that's an option. The other thing I, I thought about Xavi in one sense that there was a report that there are, you know, a, there is a contingency of players in the team that want Xavi. And I thought to myself, that actually is a bad idea that for that reason alone, because imagine if like, you know, you get PK and um, I don't know, Sergio Roberto and some of these older guys, they want Xavi. All that means is now Xavi can't get rid of these aging players who are too comfortable, right? There's too much comfort, I think, for, does that make sense? Like if, if the players you if want true. to phase out, are the ones who want that manager and you come in now you can't get rid of those players that I, I just don't think Chavi is the one who can kind of phase those guys out. Does, am I making sense here? 
It makes sense. I just don't know if that's the case, if that would be the case. I, I could see a case where Chavi does actually get rid of them. And it's, uh, hey, this is not personal, strictly business, baby. I know what's on the line here. And you guys are too fucking old. <laughs> Sorry. I love you like a brother. You were my you know, soldier next to me. We were warriors fighting for the same team. But if I want to win, which is what I want to do, my name is Chavi Hernandez. I have a legacy as a player and I have a great idea as a coach. And you guys don't cut it, you know. The hot, the, the the mustard's gone off the hot dog, boys. I to be know. fair to PK, he did say, was it again after the Byron loss that like you know he, if if he's holding the team back, he'll step aside, right? You know, I think it, you know he did say that to be fair. So yeah, uh, he did. Yeah, and and to be really honest, like some of them don't look like they're having that good of a time now. So if this is only about money and they want to see out their contracts because they're getting paid fat money then they either really accept the bench role, some of them, and change their attitude and stop casting this shadow over the players in the dressing room, uh, or they got to go. Um, what, where did you want to go from here? Do you want to... Um... I want to see if I could hit the bottle over there real quick. And uh, I would like to shimmy on over to how my G because I have a lot of questions for you right now. I've basically told you or given you an in-depth breakdown on what the fuck I was doing on Sunday at 6.30 in the PM, watching these games, soothing the pain. And um, now please tell me, how was the experience for you? Thinking that you were ahead in La Liga, you were about to win it. And then seeing Barca lose, but then Atletico in those final dying minutes, eight final minutes, was it? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, it was uh, the only thing I can, it's, I, it's kind of like a good analogy I can think of is uh, when I was a kid, I went to the Tower of Terror Disney World ride. And it's, uh, it's something that I was terrified of. And I, cause I'm really scared of heights and, you know, I'm not huge on thrill rides. I'm not that kind of like guy I'd rather probably just rather like have an espresso and sit down and, you know, maybe go down the odd water slide or something. Um, but I did it. I did it because my younger sister, who's like seven years younger than me was like super pumped. And I was like, if, if, if she's excited for this, I can't, we'll sell I have to at least say I did it. So I did it because I just right. want to say I did it. And it's the Tower of Terrors is this elevator that takes you basically into the sky and then drops you 30 floors, like really fast. And then it stops before it hits the ground. Yeah. I want to do that. Yeah. So I don't know if that's still because that was when I was younger. So anyways, Mm. the the crazy thing about it is there's an anticipation that you don't know when it's going to drop. You just know that it's going to, because it's completely pitch black in in the elevator. And you're sitting down. Oh and so like, you just know that at one point it's going to drop. You don't really even have an indication of like one that is, and just all of a sudden. And so like the whole time, like, Oh shit. Oh shit. Anyways. Crazy. Uh, that's that's that'll fuck with you, man. Yeah. People must've gotten heart attacks or it shot was, their pants. It was wild. Yeah, it was wild. Um, so it was done and I was relieved it was done. And uh, anyways, I, I don't know. I, now that I say explain the ride i don't even know if this analogy even makes sense for what i'm trying to explain because the, like the tower of terror you when you're going up the elevator it's not like oh yeah we're going up the elevator it's more like oh shit we're going well, up it was 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So there, maybe no, there wasn't but it's an the anticipation to like, oh, yeah. something's about to go down. Yeah. And it's excitement because you're yeah. there for fun. It's pleasurable. So there was a period when, right, I, it was like after um, Osasuna had scored the, the, the 1 0. I think at that point, Korea, Korea had scored the, uh, Lodi, sorry, Lodi scores the equalizer. And then, um, Raul, no, Garcia, no. Raul Garcia gets a red card in our game against us. Mm-hmm. And that should be so celebratory. Like when Raul Gar- arch enemy Raul Garcia gets right. a red card against us, it's like, and you're, and you're about to win the league title or at least like come to the last match on top. And then Raul got, and as soon as Raul Garcia gets the red card, the camera pans to Suarez scoring the goal mm-hmm. in, yeah, at the Wanda, it's like <laughs> beautiful. So that's uh, and then the boys, the boys is jumping on him. That joy, that sheer pleasure. Oh, I like, watch he, that. he scored. He was. He felt that goal. He really felt that goal. I loved seeing it, man. Like seeing him try and try and miss and miss. Like you said, he had so many chances on goal, and that sheer and other liberation at the end there uh putting that goal in the two after being down as well it was and it was great like the goals were nice there was beautiful touch football um you know not very atletico like let's say those two goals neither and it was uh i was very happy man i was very so relieved i was like i ah. defending by Osasuna. very disappointed I gotta say, like, however good the night end, because you know, then obviously we saw Barca. I'm sorry if I'm skipping ahead. We, then we saw Barca win the Champions League, um, you know, thumping Chelsea. I had food poison later on, so the night actually did finish very bad for me. I didn't sleep, oh, and like, I didn't even sleep half an hour. I was on, like, I went to bed around. I went to bed late, like around 2 a.m. Half from 2:30 to 6:30, I was on the toilet having an awful, awful, awful time. Couldn't Thank even you. go to work the next day. I had to call in, you know, I, oh I worked God. from home. Well, yeah, yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Well, um, it, it on was that a, note. <laughs> on that, on how do I follow that up? What the hell am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> how did um, you finish the night? So you still haven't told me. What what did it feel like when Luis Suarez put that goal in? You talked about, you gave me the description. You, you set the scene for me. But I want to know about you, Kian Sobani. You guys were, you guys were, you know, there, man. Number just emptiness spot. man emptiness it's like you know when it's the hope that gets you because when you know when i remember in 2013 i think it was when we lost to borussia dortmund in the championship semifinals we lose the first like one we lose the first like four one and we go gotta go back to the burn about for this remontada that mm. i didn't feel like was ever going to happen so i went into that game with no expectations but then all of a sudden ramos scores and there's like two nil and there's like one minute left. It's like, Oh my God, hope, hope, hope. And then the final whistle blows. It's like, and then it's like, <laughs> you know, just like your soul kind of sinks, yeah. you know, uh, probably know. similar to the way when Barca sounds better almost came back against PSG in the second leg, or at least was like playing well at halftime. Right. Remember? And then oh, like right, all of a sudden right, you right. got this hope yeah, and yeah, then yeah. It, and it, and it was done. So um, that's kind of where I was. Minutes, yeah. I forgot. To, so this, I was trying to say this earlier in the podcast. I had a dream last yeah. night. I had a dream oh. last night that um, we, I was watching the Real Madrid Villarreal game next um, okay next week, and we won that game. Uh-huh. And because I had zero faith in Atletico dropping points, I didn't watch the game. 
And I just pretended like we lost the league title. And then I woke up and I was like, let me just check to see what Atletico did last night. And in terms of Atletico lost that game 2-0 to Valladolid. And I didn't know we were league champions because I didn't bother to even check the Atletico score. So I don't know, just uh, throwing it out there just in case it comes true. Um, you have it on record here. So well, Atletico you, lost But you got to stay true to your dream. You got to stay true to your word and stay true to the. So watch Madrid and then just fully block yourself off to any any other news for the next 24 12 hours let's say go to bed wake up the next day and then find out what happened It'll i'll try like a... i can't promise uh they won't pop it up on the screen no matter how hard i try to avoid it but you know yeah that's the thing um so so yeah that's where we are um i feel like we got to wrap it up because i gotta run but uh any concluding thoughts okay nba play and starts tonight by the way Oh, okay. Uh, yep. That wasn't going to be part of my concluding thoughts. I know. Thanks for that. I threw it you. Make sure yeah. to. Uh, wanna, it'll be good. Uh, hey, no, I'm I'm gonna be doing. Yeah, I'm commentating the Euro League, uh, the final four for Barca. So that's next week, though. Okay. The semis and uh, the final, hopefully. But concluding thoughts for next week. No, other than just you know, cool ending of La Liga. Uh, shame that Barca checked out the way it did. But uh, good for the Madridistas and Colchoneros. I wish you the best, Colchoneros. Madridistas, nothing but bad luck. Thank you um, for that. We will, uh, we will, <laughs> I think we will have to hold our promise of bringing in a, a Colchonero if they win the league. That's, uh, that's, hey, I think, yeah, there. somebody mentioned somebody on Twitter and it was like a Colchonero with like, way more followed than me even you uh, i think he had like fifteen thousand or something and he said yeah i'll do it i don't know who that person was though ewan did you see that no no it wasn't ewan no no no, no. i have to fucking know ewan man <laughs> oh, i, I, was, know. I uh... thought maybe <laughs> ewan i know you uh all right anyway. so... yeah i would like to i mean it, it, it would it would be right right to have a coach in it but i feel like it, it should be ewan in that case okay because that's like you know Yeah. Or Colchonero. I mean, I hope that it, we don't have to invite him in and they don't win the league, but you know, in, we know what the probabilities are. So, yeah. Plus, I have some bones to pick with him with regards to the Super League and him. Uh, you know, I want to know, his, I want to understand his stance and have a reasonable conversation with him, like you and All I right. had. Okay. But then, um, don't punk out me because I know that oh our ideas overlap. When Ewan comes on, you're gonna be like trying to corner me. You're like, yeah, this fucking capitalistic bastard, fucking the man for footballs for the fans, the little man. I'll be like, fuck you, you can't. All right, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Uh, all right, Diego, thanks, man. Enjoy your week. Uh, we'll be back actually before the last get um the last game because we'll be back Friday over on Patreon.com/slash/Chorositactica. So. Thanks, guys, for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll put this on YouTube as well, the video version. And oh, shit, we will... <laughs> I know you forgot to record. I record on my end. It's okay. Uh, all right. We'll talk all soon. Right. Thanks, Diego. Peace. All right. You too. Peace, peace. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No 
purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.